I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Pizzola with the corner. Mertesacker's there, gets the header and scores. And that's it, surely. Arsenal are going to retain the FA Cup. And Per Mertesacker has made it 3-0. Hello and welcome to this week's In Lockdown, brought to you by Lavazza. On today's show, we're speaking to ex-captain and now our academy manager, Per Mertesacker, all about his time at the club. I'll be back at the end of the show to remind you how you can subscribe to the pod and also let you know who our guest will be next week. We recorded this interview with Per earlier in the summer and we started off by discussing the circumstances around his transfer deadline day arrival. To be honest, Arsenal were in a bit of a mess when you arrived because we'd just lost Seth Fabregas and Sammy Nasri. We're 17th in the table. We'd just lost eight to Old Trafford. You must have wondered what you'd let yourself in for, hadn't you? Thanks for the intro. I think I, I took the opportunity, you know. Um, I remember that time I was uh, captain in uh, Werder Bremen, you know, and I was uh, into like the setup in, in Germany of, of a good club. Um, we have been participated in multiple Champions League seasons, you know, we have competed with Bayern Munich at the top of the Bundesliga, but with Bremen as well, we were kind of caught in a moment as well. We have started the season really well. I think we had won a couple of games and, and drawn a couple of games, so we started really well. I was captain, in, I was captain that time, just made being captain, but then such an opportunity came along, so, um, and yeah, Arsenal Football Club was always in my heart. If I heard that Arsenal was interested, there was no really second thought about it. That was the transfer window that there was a lot of deals done last minute, um, just before the deadline. What was it like from your point of view, though, as a player? Did it feel rushed at the time? Yeah, I, I consider myself to be a panic buy. You know, I've, but I've had no problems with that whatsoever um, because sometimes these times are rushed and football is rushed, especially when just when the transfer window is about to close. Mm. But that time, Arsenal had two, three days' time to make adjustments to, to the squad and finally to. To, to join an English team and my favourite English team and the Premier League was something I couldn't turn down really. But ov- obviously when I, I was with the national team of Germany um, during these last three days and I had to ask Joachim Löw at that time if I can go to London and have a quick medical 
Um, and in my medical, I, I met Andres Santos. I got familiar with Yossi Benayoun, Mikel Arteta, Chu Jung Park very quickly. It had to be messy. It had to be um, rushed. I, I didn't care. I was just happy that Arsene, Arsene Wenger called me and spoke to me in German. I, I couldn't really believe, you know, that I, it was so unreal these three days, as I said, to turn down an opportunity like Arsenal Football Club. I would always do that again in the same format, in the same rush, in the same madness. It, it must have been a strange place, the dressing room, because as you said, it wasn't just you. There was a few new players. Hardly anyone knew each other, people getting to know each other in the dressing room. What were those first few days and weeks like at Arsenal? For me, just to leave my family in Bremen. I mean, uh, my wife, we've, we, we're just a newborn. It was almost like going day by day, you know, going into the hotel in London, getting to know Mikel Arteta at that time. He needed, he, he took me every single day to training because I couldn't, I couldn't drive a car on, on the wrong side of the road, really. So I, I needed to take everything day by day and then start from the hotel to the training sessions. I mean, just before the break, lost a huge game at, at Old Trafford. And then the first game back at the Emirates was against Swansea. Yeah. And then we're trying, and, and, and everyone came back just from international break. So you had two days to train, uh, Thursday, Friday to prepare for a Saturday game against Swansea. And you just come, coming into a new environment. Thursday training was very low key. And then just a pre match training. I remember, you know, seeing everyone for the first time and then step on the pitch and play the game of football you love. So it was unusual and nothing I have planned, but. I loved. I tried to embrace every second of it. I was going to ask if it, if you felt it affected your your performances because you presumably your your head was all over the place and you were trying to sort a lot of stuff out off the pitch and you've obviously got to then worry about your job on the pitch. Do you think it did affect you those first few months? I made a lot of mistakes. My my first game was solid. I think there were a lot of promises, you know, having kind of the person I am to take some kind of leadership role in, into the dressing room and on the pitch. But you, you need to back it up with performances. You know, if you're not performing at the level and you're just responsible for a lot of mistakes. I mean, there were moments when we played Norwich away and I couldn't deal with the physicality of the game. And luckily we had Robin van Persie at that time who kind of scored two goals. And the, the mistake I did when we when we got 1-0 down, you know, it's kind of gets swept under the car carpet, you know. So I, I benefited hugely from other other people's greatness, really. So you need these moments as well where you're not up to the speed, but then you have teammates who just were just flat out brilliant to to, to save the day really. So um I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of finding excuses for, for my first year. I, I think it was something I had to go through. But the belief of the manager was huge. So Arsene just um, took me to another level. He was always of the belief that I was intelligent enough to to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> and it just kept me playing. And 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 we formed a fantastic partnership with, with Laurent Koscielny. And that, to figure that out, that that took us a lot of pain and, and, and defeat. So for that partnership to grow... It took a lot of steps that we that we would complement so well with one another. Your debut, that that game, a moment you'd been waiting for because Arsenal was your team, your English team, as you said, that you followed. What was it like pulling on the Arsenal shirt for the first time, running out at the Emirates Stadium in front of a full house? Yeah, very special. Uh, it was totally unique, you know, uh, going through that tunnel, just preparing for that match. I felt a little bit, a little bit more nervous than I would usually do. So um, it was a special moment. And to, to kind of feel the crowd that, that was, for me, a very new start for the crowd as well. A new start as transfer window shut, 
new new players in, um, kind of a new team. We're trying to beat Swansea at that time. I think that was the that first time in in, in the Premier League for them. So there was huge expe- expectation, and I think we won the game by Andrea Sharvin from from the corner flag. Really, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was a special special day for me and to feel part of the club and and finally uh, wear the shirt being in red and just yeah the, the crowd is just buzzed about you know the team and individual players i think I, I i will never forget that i had a solid debut that was all i cared about you know just having a solid debut making no mistakes really trying to do the fundamentals right being like a towering leader uh, at the back um that was my priority that that time and i was quite happy with a with a clean sheet and which players particularly helped you helped you on the pitch that day i know you've mentioned Mikel was was helping you around the club and and you had your partnership with Lauren Cassiani on on the pitch who was helping you as well the first conversation obviously um Robin van Persie was captain at that time obviously he he's dutch but you almost could see that there's a special link to to german players so everyone was really so helpful staff players so we ke- I, I kept having great links to Thomas Rusitsky um Lukas Fabianski at that time even Theo Theo Walcott, I think loads loads of players just uh, were very very close to me. And from day one, I tried to be accountable for my for my performances and try to do everything off the pitch to to back those performances up. And I think that that is the role model role modeling you need within a squad that you get the best out of each other. So yeah, I start from from day one really on the training pitch to be vocal, to be loud, to be a leader, to to be involved really. And make sure that um, I learn English, you know, because school, there was doubt that my English was not that great, you know, at that time. And just try to pick it up from second one to be to be vocal and to understand everything that Arsene says, everything that my teammates say and be be as well um, independent and making uh, my own, own calls on and off the pitch. And you mentioned being a leader being vocal standing tall at the back being an influence is that something that's obviously the way you play is that something that you wanted to bring to the team or is that what Arsene Wenger said that this team needed and and that's why he'd bought you yeah his first conversation with me was all around uh bringing leadership to the team so I really took it on myself to to use my kind of for everyone has has got leadership qualities you know I've, I've I kind of thought about myself what can I bring to the team or what's needed you know what what does was the team need from from me as someone who, who who likes to take responsibility my indication was Arsene giving me the hint or the link or he gave me clear indication of what I what I need to do to to support the team so and I was always someone who took responsibility for the team not only with my performances um, I always grew in a position where staff players had a lot of faith in me that I could fulfill uh, this role uh, quite significantly well 2014 was when we we finally ended our our long look for a, for a trophy and you played a big part in that success obviously the semi-final and the final itself what are your memories of those games yeah, I kind of imagine the huge expectations because, you know, when you think of the oppositions we faced, uh, Hull in the final, um, semi-final, it, you know, you almost would think, oh, Arsenal needs to win that, you know? And being in the heat of the moment against a, a opposition like Wigan and then conceding a penalty, you know, and I was responsible for that. 
it almost felt like you know it's 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 over. You know, it looked like we're never going to score in that semi final at mm. Wembley. But it's just a reminder that uh, any second, any anything could happen. And it was for me to take responsibility, you know, to to somehow uh, make the difference, you know, in that semi final. But as as I mentioned, the op- opposition sides, yeah, we were huge favourites, and I think that was a lot of weight on our shoulders. So it took us a long time, and then you know, in penalties, even that, we were just fortunate that we had some stuff on our side that got us over the line. And then, and the final against Hull, when you just think about being down after. Uh, 15, 20 minutes, 2-0 down, just coming back off that, having Evan Ramsey on our side to just finish it off. So I guess for all the fans around the world, it was it was a tough spell of games where you can almost feel like that we had to win it to get three FA, FA Cups in four years. It's not it's not an easy deal. So uh, uh, and and I always give credit to 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 Arsene, his his staff and and, and our players. Yeah, well, while we're talking about the FA Cup, we've got to talk about the, the 2017 final then. And just before we start talking about it, I'm going to remind people of the context because you'd played just 37 minutes all season that year, um, which was the week earlier as a sub against Everton. And basically, if Lauren was available, you might not have played at all in that final. But now it's known as the Murtasaka final. We had to face the champions in the cup final. This must have been one of your biggest challenges of your career, was it, at the time going into it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, realistically, I wouldn't have been in the squad. And my mindset was already I was on holidays because three weeks before that, I came back from a horrible injury. So my part here is really to keep the squad going and try to keep them as hungry as possible with my with my effort and training. You had the likes of Mustafi were there, uh, Gabriel, uh, Laurent, you know, Rob Holding, Nacho Monreal. So you, had, you, had, you, have, you have many options just before the last game of the season against Everton. And I was admitting to Arsene, it's quite tough for me right now because I want to support the team. But I said, I had a conversation with him three weeks before that final saying, I need to go somewhere. It's, it's really tough for me. But he said to me, no, you, you got to stick. You know, you, you're fantastic for the team and your training effort, you never give up and you're such a great role model for the team. You just keep on going. So he, he didn't let me down in the sense of, oh yeah, go somewhere. You have five days off here and... We just uh, saved your energy for the last week of the season. No, he just said, no, you, you, you got to deal with it, you know, get on with it. We need you. And all of a sudden, uh, last game of the season, I, I was on a bench and uh, I think Musti had um, had a concussion at that time and Gabriel and Lauren were playing. All of a sudden, Lauren got, got red card. Gabriel got injured. I mean, I look back and... Arsene looked into his left and he saw, he saw Steve Bolt next to him and then uh, one one seat further was sitting me. I think he was thinking of uh, bringing on Steve Bolt ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, it's just unreal. And then I came on and I had, for my feeling, I wasn't fit whatsoever. I had a fantastic 30 minutes and I got the feeling back of, oh my God, I can still compete against players like Lukaku. I, I couldn't believe it really. You know, that these moments remind you of yeah, I was playing the game for 13 years and just focus on 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 you know on the fundamentals on what you've done for 13 years so well. Um, just help me, just refocus back and thinking, yeah, what's going to happen now in the final? Oh my god, you know, it, it was like almost in the 
in that week and all of a sudden I was in a press conference sitting next to us and just trying to calm everyone down. Ah, <laughs> probably not going to play anyway. There are other options like uh, Nacho Monreal, Rob Holding still could play. But just on, on the final day, just one day before for the game, it looked like, yeah, he's going to play back free and I was going to be part of that. It's one of these football memories and days where anything could have happened. I could have been in a stance. Um, but all of a sudden, I'm I'm participating, I'm featuring, and I'm making the most out of the situation. So I I, I don't know what, how to describe it. Probably one of my best moments at Arsenal Football Club, just being part of that game and being huge underdogs and just nailing nailing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. As we approach the game and to be huge underdogs and... Chelsea winning the league and it's almost automatic that, that you win the double because you're in such a flow. And I think we were quite underwhelmed by our season and just had not real squad. We have never played together. We had Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain playing left wing back. We had so many doubts uh, defensively. Rob Holding, Natron Real, myself playing a back three really. Never played that before. To come up with, with such a great game, it was it was a miracle. No one expected us to do so well. That's what I was going to say. In the build-up, you were being written off. The team were being written off. But it did seem that a lot of the media, some of the fans were a bit nervous about you playing. Did you feel that you had a point to prove because of that? Or were you secretly thinking, they might be right. This, this, is, going to be, this is going to be tough. Yeah, rightly so. All the doubters, all the people who wrote us off clearly. I mean, when people write you off and you have the opportunity to show them a, a different you or something that they have never seen before. That's motivation enough for me. Um, I would say sometimes I use the outside noise. 
not always because uh, it's not it's not very good to use just the outside noise to motivate yourself motivation amongst the group is stronger than that and the belief amongst ourselves to really pull a performance off was was amazing and when you can see the dynamics that happen in the game you know the roles like uh, Rob Holding played you know to just keep players quiet like a Diego Costa and then me stepping in we were just we accepted we were a different group at different stages in our careers but we we fitted so well into into being being champions that that day it was a fantastic feeling for the fans to slowly realize especially at the start of the game we had we had kind of possession and we felt we so the ease into the game was quite well so we managed the game really really well and the fans you know slowly kept believing that this team this team that everyone wrote off has got a chance today and and that click uh, within the game and we are incredibly proud of of something that probably no one has seen before but physically you must have been really feeling it i, mean, I know you if you're motivated then you can it can get you through so much but you hadn't played 90 minutes for more than a year you must have been worried when it came to one all that we're going to extra time and how is your body holding up at that point yeah absolutely and even my knee does it hold there were a lot of doubts but as i said you know you know as you get older and more experienced you know you know at what stage you are during the game and if you have to um relax a little bit more and um I think the position that I played, you know, in the middle of a back three helped me as well. Yeah. To to have Rob and Nacho next to me, they could do the job on the outside, on the wings, you know, really rotating. And me, I was just sitting in my in my spot, having Diego Costa all the time. And he wasn't doing a lot of movements at all. And um I just stuck with him and tried to um keep him calm. That was my main job. So I could save a lot of energy throughout my position. But you need to use it in a clever way. And I think the team and how we how we stood together and defended in crucial times, and as well how how we came back one one just the next attack um, we create another goal. So it was just meant to be, and that that what I strongly believe it was meant to be that we that we upset Chelsea that that day. And it was a great way to end what had been a horrible year for you. It must have been a terrible year. You, you'd been out that whole time with injury. There must have been some low moments, really low moments through that that year. How did you cope with it when it did get tough? Yeah, obviously, um, I had a bad knee injury. So when the surgeon said to me that I would be out for half a year, that would mean, uh, yeah, half a year out. But then you need another two, three months um, to come back. And that was really the time frame. You could be ready for the end of the season, whatever that meant. So and then the, the team dynamics, you know, you almost build a new squad. I was doing my rehab in Germany. I spent a lot of time there just to relax and, and, and focus on myself, not being like dragged into the weekly schedule of the team and the game. So I tried to take myself out of, of these moments and that helped me obviously a lot kind of to get out of the bubble, focus on myself, uh, getting to know new people, trying to build relationships. And once I came back, I was very positive about being back and seeing the lads again. But as well, you know, as I said, there will be tough moments when you kind of realize uh, you're not good enough anymore to to play. The manager's not having a go at you whatsoever. Um, you just be a training partner. So there, there will be tough moments and you, you need to have good friends, family. You need to have good coping mechanism um, to kind of deal with kind of these situations. 
but overall I was always blessed you know I was always blessed in a position to uh, be a professional football player in Germany then in England so it gives you time to reflect as well so when these moments occur you kind of go back into into your zone and I was quite good at that uh, but you need someone like an Arsene Wenger telling you no you need to stay on course so you need to have some kind of mentors alongside you who have reached the top and kind of get their take on your perspective because if you just look at yourself um, that's not the team sport football I'm talking about and a lot over years so you kind of go back to the roots of the game why have you started and you need mentors alongside you who really put you into position uh, because sometimes you can lose it so I'm, I'm really grateful to be in a position um, to have met so many great people and Arsene being like the leader of our squad and putting me back into position because ultimately if you doubt that he believes in you, he still believes heavily in you. So that was that was the takes as well. Sometimes you think because a manager's not playing you, uh, he lost faith or believe in you. Nah. He has he has to make difficult decisions as well. You know, having a squad of twenty five players and just selecting eleven, there will be difficult decisions. But then you go in that isolation mode and thinking, why not me? Why is it me? I mean, show your worth on the training pitch on this every single day and make sure that uh, he knows what you bring to the team. And that's what I really did. So the faith in me was never lost. I just, we had to just talk about it and put me into perspective. And that was the season you had been made captain. Um, so was that, did that make it more difficult in a way? Because now you've got more responsibility. You've got to actually, actually be a leader uh, and help those around you. But at the same time, you're going through so much yourself yeah what what helped at that time and even the seasons before we had always a strong captain in Mikel Arteta I was his vice captain I stepped up being a captain Laurent just uh, being vice captain so uh, when you have a fantastic group of people and I remember having Peter Cech as well alongside so you have many many leaders who could step up any second so um, the group was absolutely magnificent when I look at um, the likes of Aaron Ramsey as well uh, being there. So we had a core group of, of players who could step up. So me being down meant that someone needed to fill fill a hole and ready to step up. And I always felt like our group was capable of doing that. So, But obviously, as a captain, you feel like you need to come back and almost put more pressure on you. And that's what I probably felt in those moments when I was back, when I was training, when I was uh, regular being involved. Um, in sessions but not really in, in squads going to games uh, but still you have your responsibilities you will never lose that you will never lose that as a professional player you need to take care of yourself yes but you're part of a team and the better the, the weakest link is really um, the better the team will be so I didn't want to be that weak link that defined our our mentality and our and our culture in, in the environment so it was just being a role model and just being a sub, being a finisher, trying to, yeah, do something for the team really to keep to keep the momentum up. If if there was a moment of of sadness, of disappointment, yeah, you you need to step out and in the heat of the moment, you need to uh, show a positive mentality. You know, that's that's what I always say, especially in the youth academy now. That champion mentality. You know, um, champions behave like champions before they win ever anything. But also as a captain, you, you sometimes need to tell uncomfortable truths. You need to get players on side by telling them what they what they don't want to hear sometimes. Did it affect your 
relationship in the team when you did become the captain? Do you think it's possible to be a, a leader and still be popular? I think it's possible. Not always, not always in the heat of the moment to be popular. But in general, if you be authentic, honest, and can have tough conversations, I think then, then when you talk about winning teams, winning teams always talk, you know, whether there's positive, negative, comfortable, uncomfortable, and there needs to be that mentality, you know, in every single training. I remember Aaron Ramsey was always a sounding board for me because we kept having a go at each other, you know. Whenever we would do something wrong or not the right thing at a certain time in, in training, so he he would feel it and he would feel the accountability. There was no hiding places really, and that was what is about winning teams. So you have the odd argument, but as long as you're authentic and you can back it up with your own behavior, then there's no problem. So no, I had never a problem when someone called me out. Sometimes it's difficult to do that, but once you you step. Um, out of your bubble and you get some perspective i think that's it's just healthy so yeah you know it, it can be difficult but the real leaders are the ones who who always try to be authentic and honest no matter what that means at that time but, but you were still young yourself when you did decide to retire from playing i think you were just 33 weren't you had you been thinking about it for a while though and obviously that injury might have made that decision a bit easier but you're still so young as a defender as well yeah, but probably that, that injury gave me a, a big hint and a clue around uh, how long would I uh, like to to keep playing. And then Arsene Wenger and Ivan Gazidis just set me down and listen, you've got one more year in your contract. Can you imagine to stay with the club? And I always uh, gave the indication that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be very happy. As a family, we are settled and that's the club I love. So I would love to make a contribution. I think what... What made them feel as well to keep me was that Mikel Arteta, I think it was a year before that he went to Man City. They were desperate to keep him, but they approached him a little bit late. So I think in their mind, uh, we want to keep Pear as part of at the club. And then two weeks later, they came up with the idea of the academy manager. And it just took me um, a conversation with my wife to determine that this is what I want to do, you know, being part of the club. Um, did I know everything about the role and did I know everything what, what I would expect? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I have to admit. But I thought this is a great club with great people who have been who have been magnificent in nurturing young talents into the first team. So I expected that I would have colleagues in the academy that would be fantastic to me and would welcome me. So yeah, I expected good people to work with two years into the role now. Did I expect what I was was going into? Absolutely not. Am I glad to have made that decision to stay with the club? Absolutely, yes. Do I like my job? Do I like to be part of the Arsenal Academy and lead it? Best decision ever. What do you miss about those playing? There must be some things you miss on maybe just hanging around the dressing room. And do you keep in touch still with, with many of those those players that you played with? What you miss certainly is, you know, I've I've had one seat for seven years, you know, in the dressing room, clearly, and the banter and just just the relationships, you know, you miss those, yeah. But still, I'm I'm in touch with a lot of people, and once you see, once you go to Everton as an assistant coach, and you see Theo Walcott, Alexi Wobi, just it feels like yesterday. So that will never 
that will never end for me. You know, these types of relationships that we have built as a team, as individual with individual uh, persons, that will never go, especially in the football business. So once you see them again, you look back, talk about the time together, and then it feels like yesterday. So no, I, do I miss it? Yeah, sometimes, but I'm not desperate. And, and just finally, I wanted, you mentioned that Burnley game, your last game for Arsenal and Arsene Wenger's last game at home. Um, some great memories from that day. I know that there was about 200 fans, I think, in the North yeah. Bank, all sitting with Mertesacker shirts on. Yeah. Who who were they? Did you know about that when beforehand? Who were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it. So my wife organised a, a big kind of farewell party. So shipped all people from Germany over who have kind of a relationship with me. So quite amazing that the club provided as many tickets um, to my family to have. Yeah, a farewell game. And Arsene gave me like last, I don't know, 10 minutes maybe of the game to just, yeah, say goodbye, you know, on the pitch and having, you know, some fun and some impact on the game. Just just was like going out on the playground and just happy for, yeah, for, the, you know, like for for the love, really, I have to say, love from, from everyone associated with Arsenal Football Club, fans, people, staff, everyone just, it, it looked like everyone was happy. Everyone was happy to see me on the pitch for a final time in Arsene's farewell game, really. You know, that, that was the priority at that time, but still giving me space for my last minutes and giving me space for a final goodbye and a final wave. But I knew I I would stay at the club and have a great job to do. So my promise is to do everything I can in my job uh, to help the club move forward. Our thanks to Per for taking the time out of his busy schedule to speak to us today. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love you to help us out by leaving a review and a rating. Thanks again to our partners at Lavazza. Remember, if you're in the UK, you can purchase your favourite coffee at lavazza.co.uk. We'll be back again next Tuesday when our guest will be former midfielder Alex Clegg. Until then, goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.